The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith. This is the last days, folks. God's got a gospel to take to the world, and it won't be stopped. Hello, Bill Winston here, and welcome to The Believer's Walk of Faith, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Well, there's a powerful scripture in Romans. It's Romans 8.31. It says this, that if God be for us, who can stand against us? Now, this is, this, is, this is powerful stuff because it's saying that no government, come on, no prejudice, <clears throat> nobody with money, <laughs> uh, no army. That's what it says. If God be for us, here's one man, David, and he defeated a whole army. How about Gideon? He had Gideon to get down to 300 men and defeated thousands. Uh, how about Daniel, raised up in a, in a Babylonian system and, and got to be on, on the top? Same with Joseph in Egypt. Why? Because God was for them. And I'm saying to you, a lot of times what we do is we try to protest instead of letting, letting people see God's performance. And, and it's time for performance now. I understand protest, but it's time for performance. People want to see something, and they don't move aside until they do. And it's time for us to demonstrate that power. If he be for us, nothing can stand against us. Let's go into the teaching. It's called The Greater Works. God now is pouring out his anointing and putting it on all flesh, meaning that where he now reserved the anointing for only prophets, priests, and kings in the Old Testament or people with special assignments. Now, he's going to put it on all flesh. Now, I'm saying that he's going to leave some margin for him. Put that judges up there one more time, please. Margin for him. And look what he said here. He said that, it's Sue, you got too many for me to give the Midianites into your hands. So you got 32,000 people, Gideon, and I can't give you the victory with that. See, they, uh, first of all, you're going to try to fight it yourself. So I'm not trying to give you something that you can do. I'm giving you something that I can do. Got it? So he wants you to trust in that anointing. Are you with me here? Yes. How about David? How, how old was David when God picked him? Anybody remember? 16. 16, 17 years old. He got the least of them. These other brothers, I'm sure, Eliab and them, they've been trained and stuff, but not David. So he is the youngest. He's experienced. He's out there keeping sheep and a guitar player. Here he comes in and, and God says to Samuel, this is him, anoint him. So he anointed him. From that day forward, something came on him. Now, I'm just saying, when you get born again, filled with the Holy Ghost back there, from that day forward, it's on you. Now, wait a minute. Don't be trying to sit in the chair and feel it. Because you can't. you got to exercise it by faith. So now David goes out there and he has private victories before he had public ones. Some people try to take it public before they do private. But private victory, say, I'm going to get some private victory. I'm going to get a victory in my house first. I'm, I'm going to get a victory at my job first. You know what I'm saying? All right? 
So then he comes in, and now he comes to bring some cheese and stuff up to the front line, and his brother's up there fighting this battle. And he'd say, hey, what's going on? They said, what you doing up here? Get back and keep those sheep. Now he's trying to shame him now. But he said, wait, wait a minute. Now, is that not a cause? And he said, they told him, he said, now what am I going to get if I slay this giant? And they began to name the things, and that was motivation. And God will give you some motivation. And so what happens, he moves on up to Saul. Saul was a king. It's kind Saul, I can get him. Saul said, wait a minute. First of all, he's been trained in war from his youth. Now notice, David's had no training. But the Spirit of God, when he moves you into these places, he will give you expertise in a field you never has had an experience in. He will make you an expert. Now, David said, no, I can't. Uh, I'm okay. I can handle it. And then he said, at least take my armor. David took it and tried it on. He said, no, oh, no. I haven't tested this stuff out. Now, what is he trying to do? Saul's trying to help him, but really is going after that anointing. Because you can hang all these resources on you and the anointing won't work. And that's what I'm saying. What happens is Satan corners people and then go get them, make them run to the bank. But I've got some good news for you. Are you ready for it? All right. Watch this. I want you to write it down. Are you ready? Any believer who will not be afraid will always conquer. Any believer who will not be afraid will always conquer. The anointing that will flow will guarantee triumph. You are anointed to conquer. Say amen to this. And that anointing that is on you can only be defeated when it becomes deflated. Ooh, that just came by the Holy Spirit. And fear will deflate the anointing. I just gave you something. Any believer who will not be afraid will always conquer. Second Corinthians chapter two and verse 14. And look what it says. Now, thanks be unto God, which sometimes, always, that is absolute, causes us to triumph where? In Christ. You see what I'm saying? By that anointing, you will always conquer if you don't fear. One more time. By the anointing, if something is coming against you, you will always conquer if you don't fear. Look what they said 
being threatened with thrown into the den of lions. It says here in verse in Daniel chapter 3 and verse 16, And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. Now, Notice, no fear. Notice, no fear. Fear will rob you of everything from your money to your marriage to your kids to your house to everything you've got. Fear will, he, he, Satan uses fear to try to rob the saints of anything he wants. But from this day, no more fear. Say amen. amen. Now, one of the biggest reasons why the fear was there is because they can't see anything. One of the things that can deal with fear is revelation. That if I can see it, I can see the end of it. Then I can go into the ring with Iron Mike Tyson because I know I'm going to come out and get my $30 million looking just like I'm looking now. But fear comes when you don't know what you're going to happen. So fear of the unknown is one of the biggest fears that is out there. But you don't have to fear. God's got your back. David said in Psalm chapter 23, I think in verse 4, Yea, though I walk, come on, through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear, come on, help me, no evil. Come on, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. David said also in Psalms and Psalms chapter uh, 34 and verse 4, he said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me, come on, from all my fears, fear of dying, fear of getting sick, fear of losing my job, fear of my mate cheating on me, fear of this, fear of that, fear of that, because if I don't fear... This lady didn't tell me, this man told me a story, a lady living way out in the middle of nowhere on a farm or something like that, and their prison was not far from there, a few miles from there. They had a big jailbreak, and one of the prisons broke in her door one afternoon. She was cooking, and he broke in the door. She, you know, she was a relatively poor lady, but she had the anointing. She understood God. And he broke in there and, and told her, put her hands up. She turned around and looked at him and said, you better put that gun down and just sit down and get something to eat. And he put, and ended up taking him back to jail because of no fear. See, the anointing will disarm the enemy. Come on, you gotta you gotta stay with me now. The anointing will disarm the enemy. So it's a big fear going on. So how about Dave, uh, Daniel? 
Daniel was in Daniel chapter 6. What happened there? They said they made a law. What did the law say? You cannot worship or pray to any other God in the next 30 days. And what happened to Daniel? He went up in his house, in his room, opened the shadows, and began to pray. Notice he didn't put it behind a bushel basket. He didn't try to hide it from somebody. He went right against the laws of saying you can't pray. Look what happened. Satan says, take those Bibles out of the schools. And the church bowed down and said, okay. I'm going to tell you, you're going to be built up because them Bibles coming back into them schools before we leave here. That every law that has been made that is an unjust law, the church is going to rise up in a way that we're going to take care of some business. Are you with me here? Can I keep going? No, no. It took David... Daniel, pardon me, and threw him in jail. The lion wouldn't even bite him. Why? No fear. See, fear won't allow God to work. Satan knows that. First thing he comes after you is with fear. The Bible even says in in the scriptures that he has sudden fear. That's the kind of fear that will try to penetrate you when you're not armed. You, oh, we just got the report back and you've got, boom. Now, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to load up your barrel. You're going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I know that's what y'all came down with, but let me tell you what I got. I got Jesus. We had a testimony up here, but he said he went and they gave him a bad report and the doctor was sitting right there on that chair. (laughs) Told him what he had. He came back and decreed what God said and the person fell off the chair. He said the power was so strong in him saying that and he said they went and did another report and it came back negative. So the enemy tries to come against you. Let's Let's put it up there, please. And let's put up uh, Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment thou shalt condemn, for this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. All right? Let's look at that same thing in the message translation. All right? Look at it. You ready? Here's what he said. Start at verse 11. Afflicted city, storm-battered, unpitted, I'm about to rebuild you with stones of turquoise and lay your foundations with sapphires and construct your towers with rubies and your gates with jewels and all your walls with precious stones. All your children will have God for their teacher. What a mentor for your children. You'll be built solid, grounded in righteousness, far from any trouble. Nothing, come on with me, nothing to fear. Far from terror, it won't even come close. If anyone attacks you, don't for a moment support that I sent them. And if any should attack, nothing will come of it. 
I created the blacksmith who fires up the forge, the forge and makes a weapon designed to kill. I also created the destroyer. But no weapon that can hurt you has ever been forged. Any accuser who takes you to court will be dismissed as a liar. This is what God's servants can expect. Now, I want you to see this. This is what God's servants can what? Expect. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let me give you another word for not seen. Earnestly expected. So when he said no weapon formed against you shall prosper, it won't prosper if you expect it won't prosper. That's what I'm trying to get to you. Because see, some people come up to me, well, I tried that and I didn't get healed. Let me tell you, honey, whether you got healed or not, God is a healer. I'm, don't, don't be putting that, don't try to lay that on God and say, well, God, no, no. He is not a liar and what he says is so. So you and I are in the latter rain. God is comforting us. Say amen to this. Now, nobody can stop B.W. But B.W. No weapon formed against him shall prosper. Oh, you got to help me now. I want you to see this. Because a lot of times we act as a victim. You got that from the world and you need to give it back to the world. I am not a victim. Nobody can stop you from reaching your destiny but you. If God be for us, I think that's Romans chapter 8 and verse 31. Look what it says. What shall we say to these things? If God be for Bill Winston, See, I had to tell some people in the last service, I said, listen, can't nobody stop me from the White House to the outhouse. The Bible says that the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Amen. his hands. And because God's people don't know the word of God and don't know the power that's operating in them, they're going to be out here talking about things just as a victim. And the moment you say that, you cancel the anointing. There's nothing supernatural working in your life. And the devil is laughing and pointing his bony finger at you and saying, I'm going to keep you broke. I'm going to try to keep you sick. I'm going to make your kids go on drugs and so forth. So, folks, cancel all of that. You get your mouth lined up with the word of God. If you don't like the way something is happening in your government, fix it. Now, I know that. that just, how can I fix it? The Bible says the heart of the king is in God. 
God's hand. Listen, Nebuchadnezzar thought he was all of that, but look what Daniel did. He rose up and prayed. Next thing you know, God told Nebuchadnezzar, you better cut this out or I'm going to remove you. I'm going to make it so that you're going to be like an ox. And Nebuchadnezzar didn't believe it. The next thing you know, something fell on him, took his mind from him, and he went out there and started eating grass like an ox and ate it for seven years. And then God said, now you come to your right mind, I'm going to put you back up. And put him back up there with no shame. Don't tell me what God can't do. See, we got to stop giving the devil all this credit. The devil is not bigger than God. God made Satan. You tell the devil where to go. You tell the devil what to do. Now, I'm about to tell you something. That you're coming into a time that Jesus left. But he sent back the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost ministry starts now. And the Holy Ghost ministry, one of the main parts of the Holy Ghost ministry is that the Holy Ghost is going to execute vengeance upon all the enemies of God's people. Do you hear what I'm saying? And nothing shall hurt them. Now, he's going to make sure that you get to your wealthy place. He's going to make sure you get to your destiny. Say amen. amen. And things that have been harassing you, you're going to find out, going to harass you no longer. Because heaven has monitored Satan's abuses. And he has kept track of everything you are owed. He has put it in the way of currency. He has put it in the way of property. And I'm telling you, you're about to experience something coming over to you. Just as sure as we get our faith for God's vengeance and his recompense. Recompense is what you pay for damages. When you have damaged somebody or their property or their reputation, you got to pay. They can take you to the, to the, to the court and make you pay. God has a court in heaven. He is making the devil pay. You're about to strip the devil's kingdom. You're about to take houses, cities, big buildings, Look, <laughs> here's what it says over in Living Bible. It says this in verse 13. I'm going to just read now, uh, verse 15. It says, look, my kingdom over and choose any place where you would like to live. And he said unto Sarah, look, I am giving your brother a thousand pieces of silver in the presence of all these witnesses. This is... To what? Compensate for any wrong I may have to. I'm saying that this is the last days, folks. God's got a gospel to take to the world, and it won't be stopped. I'm saying that you'll see the devil can't touch your kids. Do you believe that? I don't care where they are. God can speak to a person and say, don't you touch this one. Not only that, over in Abraham's time, he 
had a nephew named Lot, and the enemy came down, got Lot, got his family, got all that he had, and went away. And somebody came and told Abraham, Abraham armed 318 of his own servants, born in his own house, and said, let's go get him. They went to get him. There were thousands of men. There were nations that came together, five of them. But Abraham with 318 men and the anointing. Not only defeated them, but the Bible says in Genesis 14, he slaughtered them. You are in the finest season of your life. You are getting too expensive for the devil to deal with. And everything he stole from you is coming back home. The challenges of life can often leave you feeling trapped, frustrated, and unfulfilled. And even those who have found success in their life sometimes feel they've hit a roadblock, keeping them from their ultimate dreams and goals. Well, the time has come to break through these roadblocks and remove the limits the enemy has placed on your life. God's Holy Spirit is ready and waiting to deliver Jesus' promise of greater works in your life right now. Your time for transformation has arrived. Call us now at 800-711-9327 or go online to billwinston.org in the U.S. Or in Canada, call us at 844-298-2900 or go online to billwinston.ca to order the message, The Greater Works, Volume 2. In this life-changing teaching, Dr. Bill Winston explains how to expand your thinking and stop your fears from blocking your destiny. You'll learn how to look beyond your physical senses and tap into the spiritual greatness God has in store for you. Accomplish greater goals. Achieve greater purpose. Take your understanding to a whole new level of prosperity, not only for yourself, but for the lives of those you encounter daily. Let the Holy Spirit open doors to possibilities you've only imagined and prepare yourself for the anointing of wisdom, opportunity, and protection in your work, home, and relationships. Don't settle for unanswered prayers one moment longer. Activate your anointing today. Call now to choose this teaching in either DVD, MP4, CD, or MP3 formats and begin to drive fear out and allow the power of God to flow into your life in every way imaginable. Total fulfillment is yours to claim. So don't accept anything less. Know that you are anointed. You are built to conquer fear and you are guaranteed to triumph over any challenge set in your path. God has called you to a new level of greatness. Now, answer that call today. Operators are standing by. Hello, this is Bill Winston here and I'm personally inviting everyone to join me and my fellow generals of faith here at Living Word Christian Center for an explosive time of faith. Now that's our 2018 International Faith Conference right here at Living Word Christian Center in Forest Park, Illinois. Now this year's dynamic speaker lineup includes Bishop Tudor Bismarck, Brother Kenneth Copeland, Dr. Jesse Duplantis, Pastor Cheryl Brady, and Reverend Samuel Rodriguez, Dr. Creflo Dollar, along with myself, yours truly, Bill Winton, and my wife, Dr. Veronica. Praise God. Now, we'll be hosting evening and morning sessions. Now, this again, we also have our sixth annual women's luncheon, prayer, praise, and pampering session. 
Now you have to register for that, but it's gonna be powerful. Every year they come out talking about that. That's luncheon for the women, prayer, praise and pampering. Well, you can't beat that, that's powerful. We also have a leadership summit. We wanna invite everyone in the sound of my voice, be here. I'm telling you, we do have streams, but it's nothing like being right here. Now that, if you'd like to contact us, you can go to ifc.billwinston.org. Again, ifc.billwinston.org. Now I want you to plan to attend this. This is going to be more than a conference. This is an experience. <laughs> We've got generals of faith coming in and they're going to be laying faith down like never before. The theme this year is from faith to faith. This is for you. I'll see you here. Bill Winston saying we love you. Keep walking by faith.